What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. How are you? Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, this is the podcast series that runs in conjunction with the online internet radio station Blue in Green Radio. We broadcast from London and are really lucky to be able to host shows from across the world. Uh, we have a really excellent show lined up for you today. It's a very timely uh, episode. We um, I suppose doing a podcast in this context where we do communicate uh, predominantly with uh, our presenters from across the world um, we, we get really interesting uh, insight and perspective on certain things namely the world's most imminent threat being the uh, coronavirus previous episodes uh, we spoke uh, with Sean Sophia who's based in Niigata Japan we spoke to him briefly about it in our recent episode uh, we spoke to Vahe uh, from uh, Melbourne Australia uh, about how it was affecting his situation over there. Uh, today we kind of, we go all in and we dive all in uh, about how coronavirus has impacted us as individuals uh, and our first love really being uh, out the music industry. And to help me do that uh, on the episode today is the wonderful uh, Rhonda, host of uh, Ride the Vibe uh, from San Jose, California. So we're kind of Again, very, uh, really exciting worldview. So we kind of, we kind of get to approach the uh, the perspective of, of how it's affecting, uh, say, me here in London and uh, Rhonda over in San Jose, California. So it's a really cool conversation. Um, uh, yeah, we do get to talk about how the music industry has had to adapt uh, in sort of response to, well, geez, the the world grinding to a halt, basically. So uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a cool chat. Um, one of the things, though, uh, it's it's kind of really knocked me like sideways that we didn't discuss on the show is that a couple days prior to recording. Uh, Bill Withers passed away, and what was I? T- this is uh, uh, this one's on me because I know Rhonda is a fan, and I just uh, I, I think I was focused on our discussion at hand, and I didn't raise it, and uh, I, I I imagine it's crossed Rhonda's mind since uh, as something that we probably should have discussed, and I you have my my uh, my word. Uh, the next time Rhonda and I have the opportunity to connect, uh, we we will we'll discuss the music of Bill Withers because I know he is of a significant. Uh, importance to uh, to Rhonda, so uh, apologies that we, we yeah we should have we should have had a, a quick mention uh, or longer, beg your pardon, uh, for the wonderful music and contribution of uh, Bill Withers. So um, 
uh, I'm going to uh, regular listeners of the show will know that we uh, feature two songs our guest picks the closing number and I have the luxury of picking the opening ones so uh, in in memory of the incredible music of, of, of Bill Withers the incredible legacy of Bill Withers I'm going to play uh, Can We Pretend as my opening song uh, and you do have my assurances that uh, the next time I'm going to talk we'll uh, we will uh, absolutely dive in on um, uh, Bill Withers' chat, so that would be nice. Um, thanks very much, friends. You're listening to the Blue in Green podcast. Uh, these are released on the first, second, and third Mondays of every month. Please feel free to check out www.blueingreenradio.com. You will find a podcast page, a podcast tab. Uh, at the top of the page where you can find the complete back uh, list of podcast episodes and you'll also find the stream to uh, tune in to the radio station which I very much hope you'll have uh, uh, time to do so uh, thanks very much gang I hope you enjoy the show
<laughs> what a difference! What I know, I, yeah, over totally. two months makes. Okay, yeah. Well, just yeah. to put some context, you're absolutely right. The last time we spoke was this blissful conversation about you having been to a dreamlike uh, uh, a, a performance of a Michelle Nadega cello at Paisley Park, and now we're talking about being housebound yes. <laughs> and barely able to leave the home Correct. at the moment. How yeah. insane! You're right, it's... what a difference a couple of weeks or a couple of months makes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it makes that trip seem like a long time ago, and it really mm. wasn't. What's your current situation then? Like, um, obviously, in, in San Jose, California, uh, where, where, what are things like over there at the moment? Um, well, Gavin Newsom, our governor, was um, pretty adamant in um, – having the uh, stay in shelter or shelter in place uh, policy early on. So a few um, weeks into March, we were uh, placed into that ordinance. Uh, well, yeah, I want to say it's not an official ordinance, but that was the policy for the state. Mm. Um, and so, uh and I know at the time, I'm, I'm sure other states thought it was kind of crazy, but New York quickly followed um, yeah. just to try and um, hopefully see to that the the number of people that were affected by this, or at least, because uh, we haven't done mass testing to actually know who's affected, but those who are becoming ill don't uh, overrun our healthcare system, right? Mm. Trying to, you know, quarantine that, do a self-quarantine, you know, if you will. So um, some days that was easier than others because we were, you know, raining off and on. Um, but like today, today's beautiful. So, you you know, you want to get out and get some, some sun and some mm. vitamin D and just be out and get some fresh air. But, you, you know, you have to do that with uh, the consideration of, you know, distancing yourself from whoever else is out. Um, yeah, this is like a, a daily thing of learning um, what steps to take to um, ensure that for yourself and your family that you can uh, weather this storm that we're uh, confronted with. Mm. So from a work perspective there the offices are closed um a lot of businesses are closed mm. um i myself the industry i'm in i get to work from home so mm. i've been working so i'm i'm fortunate in that regard mm. um i'm in technical support so we our our customers are using our products and when they have issues uh they they contact us to help um, resolve the problems that they're experiencing. So right. that's one of the reasons why we're still working. Um, and we can do it remotely. So that's, that helped, um, for myself and the team that I manage. Um, but there's a lot of people, a, a huge swath of our service industry that's been shut down. Yeah. Um, and the unemployment numbers have just mushroomed and, uh, we we really don't know completely how many people are out of work, 
but because um, the website, you know, shuts down or um, so people are continually trying to get into the system to get the benefits. Uh, so it's probably going to take at least a few more weeks to really hopefully get uh, as close to accurate the number of Americans that are out of work. Such a difficult time, isn't it? It's really insane. Mm-hmm. Over here with, uh, so I'm on, oh, what was it? <laughs> it? When you lose track, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. I think I'm completing our fourth week at home Okay, now. Um, and so and it, I think they had said a, a few days ago that they wanted to extend that kind of quarantine period. So mm-hmm. it's likely to go on for, I think, another I'd say month. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Actually, I, I suspect it will probably be longer. I, I think probably all of April, and I, I think maybe all of May, as well. Um, yeah. And it's um, they're talking about schools not actually reopening. Yep. Uh, before the you know end of the school year, um, so in June, July is when it's a, they obviously they close. So they're talking about that the possibility of it not opening before then, um, which is, oh gosh, this is obviously we have, they have two kids here. So, you know, you kind of, you learn quickly that, you know, we're not teachers. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's so difficult kind of trying to keep them entertained, but also Uh in the process of, okay, we need to learn. This isn't holiday. So we need to try and and get that. Come on. I know. I know. Yeah. We've been doing 10 minutes. Can we go play? No, you can't. <laughs> you know. 10 quality minutes, Dad. Come on. Bring it. I, <laughs> so. I know. And then at school, obviously, it's nine till three. So you want her to understand that, but no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, yeah, it's very difficult. And obviously, I'm probably, I'm sure you heard our, our very own uh, prime minister. Yeah diagnosed in intensive mm-hmm. care as well so my gosh it's i don't think london has hit the worst i i'm sorry to say i i fear that the us hasn't seen its worst either oh no we haven't yeah. done mass testing yet so yeah um which uh <laughs> how can south korea be able to be more efficient than us and i'm not i mean kudos to south korea but they're doing 10,000 tests, you know, at the point yeah. where they were doing that. And I'm like, uh, we're nowhere near that yet. Yeah, they had um, the drive-through, right? Yeah, they have the they whole thing. That. They totally had, I'm just, oh. <laughs> I mean, kudos to them. But then I look <laughs> at us and I'm like, uh, when are we going to do that? Now, yeah. to, to your point um, about schools here in California, yeah, um, they, it's they're done. They're done for the year. Um, oh, officially. Um, that yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. pretty much said this year is done. I know for Stanford, they're done for the year, but uh, other schools, it's, it's pretty much for California schools. You're it's finished for the year. So if you had to graduate or I don't, I don't know how this is, uh, <laughs> but it had to be done too, because if you don't figure out how, uh, and I, I think for each governor, they have to have a, a um, take uh, a stance on how they're going to care for their citizens of their state. Uh, 
Um, and, and this is where it was slightly irritating for me that there were still states that weren't putting shelter in place, right? Because we right. were one of the early states to do it. So it means if everybody else doesn't do it, we have to pretty much stay in place, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Until everybody shuts down. Because, you know, if, if we come off of this too soon and other states haven't done it, we're susceptible. One, and even though we're in place, we haven't been tested. So um, when does that happen and how long yeah. does that take? So, so to your point, how long can this be? Um, it could be longer for yeah, us yeah. if we don't start testing because how do you just say, Oh, okay, well we're flattened, but <laughs> what does that mean for me when I haven't been tested? Cause I haven't. So, yeah. um, it's, it's very strange <laughs> and odd and, and we really haven't thought this through. I don't even know how we're going to implement I, I mean, like, where do we do this? Do we go to um, parking lots in um, shopping mall areas where you can set up? Do you go where hospital, hospitals are so people can drive through and do these tests? Do we do drive through like they do? I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a little disheartening because we haven't gotten to that point yet. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like, how, how do you prepare for it like obviously to, to come up with this sort of on the spot is mm -mm. is incredible but the yeah. fact that a contingency plan on this scale would even need to exist I can imagine that anytime somebody would have suggested it like last year 10 years ago 20 years ago the response is I'm, we have more pressing things to deal with <laughs> we don't need to make up a contingency plan for a Hollywood movie type scenario Correct. but it's it's you know it's it's, and we it's don't happened. need to we don't need to spend our money in that way, right? This is mm -hmm. how they think. This is how they yeah. justify it. And then when it happens, uh, the money you think you saved by not stockpiling is now yeah. magnified because now you have to go and do it. And um, um, I would I hope af after this or through this that um. And see, this is different because, um, like for China, China was able to, because they're under a different rule, um, the, they could say, look, we're going to quarantine you. We're going to build hospitals. We're going to do these things and we're going to do these tests. And this is how it's going to happen. That's not how America functions. Mm. So, um, I, I have, so even if you wanted to have a contingency plan, so like, California and New York are doing something one way, but if other states aren't doing those things or they're doing their own thing, how does that, yeah. you know, just like uh, the outbreak in Louisiana and then Texas wants to stop people from Louisiana, don't come across my border and da, 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 da. And I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't want anarchy before we get um, a civilized uh, solution for this. It's yeah, it's a mind blowing scenario. Oh yeah, it really is. It's, this is kind of like a sci fi book, and you're like, oh, this yeah. is a book. This no, no, we're actually living this. Now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, mm. it's like uh, there was there was what the um the the new Planet of the Planet of the Apes, the James Franco one, the first one that that uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen. You, I don't want to spoil it, but at that end, you know where that one person gets ill, 
and then he gets on the plane and you see the the, the <sighs> map of the of his destination and the infected people and the infected numbers growing it was ultimately what happened wasn't it <laughs> like it was <laughs> Yes. Absolutely that. Yes. And, and Netflix have put contagion back on. Oh, right, right. I'm like, well, you gotta capitalize. So, you know, I just, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's uh Um Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta have some some content to, to give us while we're staying at home too, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh <laughs> just to freak yeah, you mean, out while you're in the house. Yeah. Every, so, you know, yeah. every network must have been fighting over that movie <laughs> where it's like we need it we need it. oh we've just released yeah. it to netflix we can't give it to and you like, so oh, sorry no, no. <laughs> so how many of your incredible adventures have been um kind of Sci- stifled by this yeah like obviously you had it was july wasn't it you were coming over for you coming to yeah. the UK for the festival yeah has that officially been cancelled yet or um no, but I think it's going to be because I we don't. So. Yeah, yeah, but until they officially do it, then you're you're in limbo in terms of like so like the airlines are like, well, instead of giving you your money back, you could book this a year from now, and I'm like, who knows what a year from now is going to be? But okay, because yeah. they don't really want to be paying everybody back for these cancellations of flights. But I think um, they're getting ready to change that. So if they if you canceled your flight or you. You're, they canceled it then they have to pay you back versus saying you know book next year it's you know we just hold that reservation yeah. right uh i was actually supposed to be in new york this week i would have been there today oh wow uh, oh <laughs> so i uh, you know from one epicenter to the next so you know <laughs> just, yeah jeez Gosh. Um, what would you what met if you don't mind me asking what what were the, the new york plans was it something like just friends or you were going you were seeing a, a, a performance or a gig or something or? i was gonna well well i had everything gone the way i wanted my godson's baptism was oh. scheduled for this weekend and elton john was performing so no yes that's your he's on your list <laughs> but he was like you you hadn't yeah. seen him before right no no, so his concert got postponed, oh. and it needs to be postponed. You know, you know, we don't need him out, you know, yeah. running across somebody and getting ill. But yeah, but he's he's oh. postponed, so I have no idea when it's going to go back. But it was going to be one of the things I wanted to do for the weekend, and then anyway. So I'm like, oh, who am I to be no. upset? <laughs> I'm like, part of me is like, ah, you know, because the, <laughs> this was going on. But then the bigger picture is like. Uh, so many other people are are like it's just real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hard time. So there's a balance, you know, in in dealing with my little personal peeves and and dealing with real people's issues that are far more greater than this. But yeah, that was. But on the for the premise of a music based podcast discussion, you win. <laughs> <laughs> it is as bad. That is the as bad as it can get. <laughs> hey, we, we, it's like we rock paper scissors with this. Oh, you did it again. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> oh, that's such a shame. Oh no. Yeah, I know. Oh, and, and um, a, but you see, the thing yeah. is, though, even if like like stuff kind of gets. I don't know, like, you know, let's say the US gets the all clear, for example, by July. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. take a long time, I think, for large groups of people to really be comfortable with each other again. 
you know yeah. like you couldn't put like a another music festival on in like september you'll get people that will go but well, I, i'd be surprised if 50 if more than 60 percent of the expected number would have well, turned up well now let's talk about that because mo- the monterey jazz festival right they're po- right. posting this off and that's in september right, right. um i have no idea how that's going to happen um I mean, they still are planning for it. They haven't gotten to the point yet where they have to, like, say we're not going to have it this year, right? They just have delayed. Like, so the time that it would take for the current seat owners to renew, they've given them a little longer in case, you know, you had to make decisions, you know, to feed your family versus buying these tickets. But, But that's, you know, we could be out of, you know, self- you know shelter in place by then do you go i i don't know mm. um do you i've never taken a cruise do you, would you want to take a cruise well um, exactly. um you know what yeah. restaurants come back um you know you've got the small business owners that are going to really be affected on this i mean even how yeah. we're handling um paying citizens the twelve hundred dollars is we just don't do (laughs) uh we just i don't know this is like a big mess um so yeah it is something that will go on for for quite a long time yeah and how do you get on a plane and and i i know eventually i'm going to get on a plane because i i that is my preferred method of transportation for distances um uh, these are all personal decisions that we are going to have to um, figure out what we're going to do. I, I, it's going to be different, you know, how we interact with each other. I mean, are we going to just be doing arm bumps with each other when we come and face these people? That's, <laughs> you know? that's a great point. Like when you, your first day back, like in an office environment, I think there'll be an instinct of where you want to reach for someone's hand, but then you'll go, whoa, like we can't, yeah. we don't, do we do that anymore at all? I, <laughs> you yeah. Know? That's I totally think the, the face masks, I think uh, that they're, they're going to be a staple now for a really, I think for, you know, well into next year I, or longer, I think there'll just be something now that's associated with not just China. Cause you always, right. it's something that you see uh, uh, in China a lot for, yep. for the various pollution reasons. And I actually, I think you, everyone will just kind of get used to seeing people with it now i think it's just going to be that way it's going to be and to you because i was having this conversation about that too before here you know asian communities would wear the mask and in most you know u.s citizens they look at and they say yeah and they keep walking they didn't think that oh maybe i should wear those too right so Mm -hmm. It's yeah. going to change us. If you look at New York and and how large swaths of people interact on the subway or even just walking on the streets, that's going yeah. to change, right? Um, San Francisco, is, that was our closest equivalent here in California. But um, I, and you're right, you're, we're instinctive to like shake a hand or do something like that. Now you're going to like, you know, that's not going to be the thing. And I, yeah. And it, yeah, I think it, it's, it's very quickly now becoming instinctive for it not to be the thing. 
Right. And I think it's like to the point where you can almost imagine like for the next year, it will be rude to do it. Like if you're meeting someone for the first time or even an office environment, a work environment, yeah. and you're like, oh, nice to meet you. Then the person could instantly think how rude of you to offer your hand, bearing <laughs> in mind everything that's happened. Like, where have or, you been? You know, yeah. Or even just asking will be it. Well, is it okay? Can we shake hands? Like even that will be a question now, right? You know, which is it's, it's incredible. Like how the effects of it are going to go on for oh. maybe, if not forever, then for a really long time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is a really good uh, thing to consider how we will interact with each other, um, and and having and we haven't even gotten to. Um, taking a um what is it um first we have to be tested and then whenever they come out with um you, you're going to take the little shot you know the vaccine yeah. you know and that's not and, and you're right so this could be longer because we don't have a vaccine so and do you want to take the vaccine and all of that all of those questions that that come up with that um, because if it takes at least eighteen months to get a vaccine, then you you're right. You you'll want to have a mask, and do you go out to eat as often? Yeah. Uh, do you figure out to do different things? Like there, people are doing virtual happy hours now, and um, <laughs> and you know these are things you wouldn't have thought to do before, but now this has become a different way for us to interact with each other. At least if you get to visually see people, especially if we're not in a community together, um, the distance, you know, yeah. can make up, at least you see someone. Um, oh, I, yeah, this is uh, interesting times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons that you suggested this as a sort of, a f would be, I think even if this wasn't sort of our main topic, we'd be having yeah. this exact conversation now yeah. anyway, but um, like, you kind of mentioned it and its impact on music and music industry and yeah. how they've managed or not managed, but how they are having to adapt uh, to it. So we talked about like music performances, but you, you cited a couple of, of people that have turned to online performances. Oh yeah. Erica Badu had an online concert, which was really cool uh, early on um, before, uh, right as they were starting to do the lockdown in Dallas, because that's where she, so she had right. it at her house with the instrument with her, oh, okay. her band. So they were still in her house when they did that concert. Right. Was she on time? On time. She's always oh. noted for being late for performances. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> was she on time for a performance in her home oh, while well. being quarantined? Yes. At home? Yes. <laughs> Did it stream on time? I don't know, but she, she, uh, <laughs> that is, <laughs> oh yeah, she's done that. That's cute. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, actually it was a good, it was a good time. Um, I actually didn't see it real time cause I was doing some other stuff, but I went to go back and watch it afterwards. And so I don't know if it's, started right when she said it was going to start but it oh, was so she might not have okay she might not have so i can't i can't say that i can't dang it but <laughs> um 
she was very interactive with her fan base during the show asking for oh, wow. you know, what songs that they wanted her to you know she'd give a couple songs and questions and stuff so she did get to do that um <clears throat> i missed uh d nice's initial show uh on instagram but i've been following quest loves daily um, oh right yeah, yeah show performances uh and the and he's been djing i mean he's on for hours so that's been consistent you know for almost a little yeah i think it's been like six seven eight shows that quest love's been doing and i've been watching it on youtube so when i just wanted to hear because he'd also um do kind of uh, what you try and get me to do and that's uh be more interactive (laughs) (laughs) playing music so uh you know giving fun musical tips and facts and stuff um and but he's he's done different shows um and it's been nice to um have that you know and um what did i just watched um Tales from the Tour, I think, is the name of that show. Um, uh, the H uh, YouTube, yeah, uh, Tales from the Tour Bus from Mike Judd. Uh, he did a season on funk, and uh, I was listening to that the second season, and uh, the one with Prince and Rick James was like hilarious. So okay. Yeah, I this this little feud between them, I didn't know it was as is uh, uh real as <laughs> it it was. So these two really pushed each other. Um was to... it more serious than like the Michael feud which was not really a feud, it was just them. Um I think yeah, Rick James was really pissed off at, at Prince. So Oh wow, okay. Yeah, but the show is done partly interview with the musicians like within Rick James's band. And and some of it was done with cartoon sketch. So it's really a cute way to to, to oh. tell the narrative story. <laughs> but uh yeah, no no. Um Rick yeah, Prince was pushing Rick to to be good. So they those two were you know, going back and forth with each other in terms of like if they would create a band. Like uh, I guess uh, Rick James had told or mentioned to Prince how he wanted to start a girls group. Prince started Van Eighty Six, which pissed <laughs> off Rick James, who then had the Mary Jane Girls, and then uh, Prince started the Time, and so then. Rick James had to have his own other group. So I mean, I was just like these stories. I was just like, it was very interesting, but you know, I've been in, in my own work, uh, putting stuff together for, you know, my ride the vibe show and then my own Mm. podcast page. So I've actually, for me, creatively has given me time to make (laughs) more shows that I'll be sharing later. Um, so yeah, personally i've just been a little music nut so it's given me time to i don't have an excuse you got free time yeah <laughs> yeah go go make a mix go do something um uh and you know reading or wh- whatever you know has been that i i don't have children so uh i don't get that time being asked of me to give right so um I have my nieces and my godson and my, so I can interact with them that way, but it's not the same as 
making sure like so for like you were talking about earlier where you have to have like a little schedule for your kids yeah my sister i told me she's got a schedule for my niece because she's like no you got to be doing something every day to stay busy yeah and and um stay active and and devote time for your studies right you have to do that and um so i tip my hat to parents that have to (laughs) come up with inventive ways to um, keep their kids in school or interested in learning as well as active so that you can balance that. I, I tip my hat to people in couple in relationships, hopefully that you learn that they're your friend. <laughs> so, cause <laughs> now you've learned, you know, I, I like you, but do I really like you? I mean, these, these are things that, you know, I hope we, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to give that positive vibe to people. You're like, you have your room and I have my room. Hey, how, whatever works <laughs> just so that you can get through this together. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, you know, another, another aspect. I know we didn't say we were going to talk about that, but so, you know, music has been helpful for me through this. Um, it's been the opposite for me because I can't listen to it. Oh, like the, the the way I would mostly actually consume music was my journey to work. And it's like an hour and a half to sometimes two hours to get there and the okay. same time to get back. And that was iPod time. That was listening to music constantly. And I listened to it at work uh, to a lesser extent. But that commute to work, that was when my... I listen to it like all the time and I would look forward to, and I mentally I'm like, when I go home, I'm going to listen to this and this, Oh, that one's this length. I'm sure I could fit it in. You know, I would just listen to it. And I feel like I I can't listen to it. I can't sort of, I'd almost have to make time to sit still and listen to music and can't do that. So Mm. I just, I am. So I'm not listening to anywhere near, anywhere near as, as much as I, would normally i feel like it's having an effect on me as well (laughs) oh just not able to listen to music and it's horrible oh i'm sorry yeah (laughs) but i'm I'm being creative like which is great i stay up late like every night and i'm i'm able to still do stuff like this um but i i just in terms of to actually sit and appreciate an album or something um but stupidly, I'm still buying. Stop buying because I'm getting more than I'm. I'm well, still buying. Well, the music industry is like, thank you so much. Well, Your contributions are appreciated. Um, and the artists I feel like I want them to stop right? though, because like another another effect of the whole thing, like we talked about, artists sort of turning to um, like online like yeah. performances and stuff. Another thing is that all record labels are doing sales and it's like stop <laughs> oh well okay i've okay <laughs> well. they're all doing quarantine sales on Bandcamp, and it's like oh my oh, gosh yeah stuff like that which is brilliant of course for them I'm, I'm being selfish when i when i say that but it's which is brilliant and it's you know they have to continually find ways to keep themselves out there and keep an income coming in like completely embrace that and i i really sympathize with artists who have released dates during this time um you know because i i don't know actually when i mean do you think the individual sales of of products would actually go down because a part of me thinks well a lot of people would buy stuff online anyway if you're home you have more time to be online 
you know what I mean? Like, um, that's interesting. Um, shoot. Now I wish we knew someone at Bandcamp that could share this information. Because <laughs> that's really, you know, well, let's, let's think about this. Now, the fact that they're having this, the sales means they got to spur people to think about it because yes. um, for people who can spend, spend the thing about Bandcamp is that they do allow you some flexibility in what you can contribute to the artist directly. Right. So that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that plays to that. Um, so where you, I, I can't afford to give you a whole, you know, I can give you a couple of dollars, right now versus what I probably would have given you had I not had to worry about how I'm spending my money as a yeah. consumer. Um, but um, I think part of it is our artists um, creating right now or not. Cause I was watching um, okay player. They were interviewing John legend and he actually isn't creating right now because he's at home he physically right. goes into the studio and he makes it so like where you go to work that's how you that's where you do your create your creation you have your creative time and stuff that you set aside for this but there are other people where they're like no this is the time i can get to sit home and create so um i say that because if artists are creating and they're putting it on Bandcamp then Bandcamp gets to keep their platform going because there's, you know, um, revenue coming in through them to go to the artists. And so these are, this is what I'm talking about. These small businesses, how do they figure out creative ways to stay around so that they're there after this, we get through this. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to probably impact say the independent touring artist. Oh yeah. Where obviously you you can't tour, and um, but I still kind of think that there's an element because it has to, you know, be said. I mean, lots of like online radio stations have noted a notable increase in listenership because people are finding them because right. they're forced at, they're forced to be at home and right. look on the internet and they're right. like, oh, this is cool. So I kind of feel like record labels probably aren't doing as bad as maybe they feared or maybe it was feared that they would because i think people would find music more but again that independent touring artists who 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 relied on that income of touring to sell merchandise and stuff like that that i think they're going to be hit quite hard maybe no i think so um so so let's say you wanted to do like with erica her concert what i learned is that she had to get the record label to allow them to um, perform on YouTube, right? You couldn't just right. get online and perform your stuff. So wow. uh, independent depends on, on, on the distribution. If the record companies will say, yeah, you can do this, right? Cause they got to track <laughs> your streaming of your music. So there's that mm-hmm. aspect, right? And um, they couldn't mess around and play somebody else's stuff if they didn't get the right to perform it. So there is, you know, this is, <laughs> I tell you, uh, distribution models, man, it's crazy. But let's say uh, you wanted to, as an independent artist, you had a project, you wanted to release it. Maybe you get, you use Zoom or something to, to open up a, a session with your fan base. 
or you use YouTube, you know, you go through all the hoops to make sure your music can be released on that platform and you have a concert and you have somebody tracking the chat session so you can interact with them. That may be a way for you to interact with them since you can't be physically on the road right now. Um, but if you sell merchandise, that means you got to go into the post office to ship it. Of course. Right. right? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good point too. Isn't so it? you may be mm. delayed. I don't know. Right. But um, so this is where I'm like, mm. but I was hoping more people would do what Erica did, like take a risk and like put a concert out so that you can stay engaged with your, your, your fan base. Mm right or um but i mean it depends on the artist and how they want to interact with us yeah i imagine there's i'm I'm sure there's a lot out there i mean erica's someone who wouldn't necessarily need to you know maintain that fan base her you know she has a devoted fan base that if she goes away for six months and then comes back they'll be there you know so um i I suppose it's it's a really interesting time because it does it's that sort of adapt and overcome kind of mentality where you can just say right well i can't perform i can't tour i can't sell stuff so i'll just ride this out and then wait till it's done but then you can have the mentality of, okay, I need to find a way to keep this going. I need to find right. a way to maintain momentum. And I think even use it to build new momentum. So uh, it would be interesting to, from a band camp perspective that just to see what their numbers were. Because I'd like to think that, you know, not specifically just band camp, but just the labels and independent labels who have their own online stores. You know, I, I would hope they're doing okay because the part of me can't really see why they wouldn't be if that makes sense um no it does uh provided that um it just depends on the listener um and and their financial situation right? yes okay obviously i've not implicated for that you're absolutely right no because i think that's the the factor right um so if an artist is creative enough to give me content. Can I afford it? Hopefully. If I can, then yes, I can, I can go on. That's why I was saying that's where Bandcamp is like, you know, I, maybe I would have given you five bucks, but right now I can only give you one. And Mm -hmm. maybe if enough people give a dollar, that's enough to keep the artist going so they can still be creative and give you content. Right. Um, You know, is Spotify numbers off the roof now? Probably, you know, so yeah, um, I, I definitely think that, um, people that are providing content, it's critical for those who are now online because they can't be distracted doing other things. So now they're giving their time to this, that they have something to, to listen to. Right. Um, even the project that you gave me for four corners was something that allowed me to stay creative. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we have content to give our listeners. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, um, what we're sharing is, is resonating with listeners that they, they keep coming in and checking out the site. Um, and it was a, a fantastic um, set that you did for, for that. That was um, four corners on the, on the topic of rebellion and um it was uh it was a wonderful 30 minutes i honestly can't wait uh to be heard by 
more people because it was um yeah, it was a really exciting uh, yeah set. that i mean um it took me back because uh, a lot of the artists that i selected were really when i was like in college <laughs> so it was like right. when i was being my little rebellion self so it resonated <laughs> with that that period of my life um but I had time again to do that because, you know, I was indoors. So you're like, Hey, you think about it. I'm like, yeah, why not? So then, <laughs> right. Um, you know, uh, but the, the deal is, is that the, the funny part to me is like, okay, I made this mix for rebellion, but I'm in home. So if I really wanted to be rebellious, I'm not, I'm stuck. Know, in stuff, I, right. So there was that kind I of like, <laughs> you know, uh, conundrum I'm in, right? Um, I don't want to go down that conspiracy theory, you know, path because there's 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 portions of our community or society that you know can take you down that rat hole. But Wait, I mean, okay, I won't. Should I ask you what your thoughts are about it? Just out of interest, or oh no, I mean, I've I've seen a couple of things where you know they're trying to tie it to five G and all of this other thing, right? Um. I don't know enough about the technology. I mean, specifically in terms of it being tested because they haven't really done a lot of tests on 5G. So I'm not going to be able to say if hmm. there's a tie or not because we haven't had that happen, right? Um, so I don't rule out anything because, you know, people are people and and their greed can make people do a lot of things to the detriment of the masses, but um, it doesn't. So let's say it does. There's something with 5G and, and it's helping this, um, but 5G isn't mass, isn't installed in masses yet. So that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It, it's mm. not enough to say that that's <clears throat> the key thing for COVID-19, right? <clears throat> Even though it started in Wuhan and I, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I am a little critical about China is that they knew that their citizens were sick and they still let them travel for Chinese New Year. That they could right. have lessened it if they really, I mean, they moved quickly for them once they wanted to contain it, but they should have really kept their citizens within their country during that holiday because there was a lot of travel and that mm. helped propagate it to other countries. And then we as a people don't normally do social distancing. So then that's the aspect of <clears throat> the viruses. It's just hops, hops, hops around. And um, so I, I do think that there's more of us that have it and could be asymptomatic. We just won't know until we do these tests. Well, the other thing that kind of pissed me off is like, how can certain player NBA players have the test, but it's not mass among the rest of Americans, that was like a little bit pissing me off too. But because uh, it's like we, because I'm looking at South Korea, I'm like, and when are we going to start doing this? So this was like, uh, yeah. so um, what I'm afraid South of. South Korea is, were doing it, how, I mean, a long early. time. I mean, it's been yeah. nearly two months. Oh, yeah. Since I remember I heard about, but I guess they had it. It was a more prominent thing for them for longer than it was over here at the time. But yeah, yeah, they still they did manage to put oh, a yeah. lot into place with a very regimental kind of approach. They, they moved quick and swift and 
now you because that's the thing is that we don't really know the true number of what we're dealing with until we do the testing this is the thing that you know and for us we are you know our first amendment is the right to um have peaceful assembly and that's that's out the window right now (laughs) we're gonna panic right Uh, we cut down some of the panic with having the shelter in place because you're essentially indoors, so you're not out running around. We cut down a lot of that, especially in California. Um, but um, anything still like this, you, you, there's we haven't, you know, a run on banks where people I got to get all my money out in, and or they buy up everything off the in the toilet paper thing. You know, everybody's laughing about the toilet paper yeah, until you're God. at home for a month and you need a roll. Then you're like. Oh, I wish I would have got an extra roll, huh? So, you know, <laughs> right? So. But the um, speed of that was, was like the fact that everywhere in the world gravitated to that as yeah. the initial and primary uh, uh, kind of source of panic. It yeah. was like, like, why? I just couldn't understand why that of all things. It's not like people were stockpiling on on food or coffee or or cookies or anything like that it was like oh no it's the end of the world get all the toilet roll that you can get yes i you know i don't um and yeah because there was the the other time where they were trying to tell you how to build a your own little um uh um lockdown room and so you could get duct tape and seal your your laundry room and so then (laughs) duct tape went out right oh no oh yeah there was that a couple years ago oh yeah that was hilarious so um so i don't know who started the toilet paper thing but it became a real thing and yeah what's was funny was right before that became a thing here I was in Costco and I, I just took like a typical, okay, I'll have this, I'll go get one and I'll just go, you know, I just went through shopping was, didn't think anything of it. And then one of my coworkers was telling me, Hey, you know what? We were in Trader Joe's. Things were sold out. I'm like, what are you talking about? We went to Costco. The lines were long. I'm like, that wasn't my experience because I just happened to be in the store right before. Right. Mm. So, um, I have been in a scenario once uh, I was in Florida, like during hurricane season, I cannot go through that again. I used to make fun of people doing that until I lived it. Now I shut oh, up. Wow. Um, because what, well, what happened happen- over there? Well, um, when, when you're in hurricane season and they're tracking it and you happen to be there, it's just like this toilet paper thing. People panic. Oh so yeah. where you wouldn't have panicked, you get around people and then you panic too. So then um, typically I was in Orlando for uh, Disney World and oftentimes uh, the hurricane never hits. Orlando's never in the path, except this one time I was there and now Orlando's there. And uh, the gas goes really quick. You go to the store. There's nothing on the shelves. So now you're like, right. uh, and so. I moved up to Clearwater because I couldn't get out of the state because because this is the one time that Orlando was in path. And so I'm like, if I stay, 
I'm going to have to be sitting in the middle of this. So I'm going to move and then watch it won't hit. So that's exactly what happened. I went up to Clearwater when it was supposed to hit Orlando and it just bounced and went up the Carolinas. Right. And of course, you because you move to go take another hotel, you're going to get raked over the coals because they know you're going to come and you're not, they're not supposed to, but yeah, they do. <laughs> they, they charge you for taking the, the hotel. And so it only takes a couple people to create the hysteria. And then you look around and now you're like, oh, well, maybe I should have ordered something. So then you go online to Amazon. Oh, I'm going to go there. And then all of it's gone. And then so then where you wouldn't worry, now you do. Right. Right. And like I'm like, I don't know why toilet paper was like the thing, right? <laughs> Across and I know, the world, though. Right? I know, I know. And I know right. men are like, what's up? You just do whatever. Yeah, you, this is different than women. Women are like, yeah, you better, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but when you're in a, and when you're confined with more than, you know, you got several people, then you're looking at people with the toilet paper. Hey, how much toilet paper do you use? Hey, yeah. I got to go out. Can you get some, yeah. hey. I'm just saying, you know, so yeah. <laughs> just because, so then it feeds and it becomes funny because it was like, I didn't know why this was that until you're like stuck with a family for like a month. Then you're like, yeah. Hey, you're all, you know, hogging a role <laughs> in your, you know, I'm not, this is my role. You have your role. I don't know. I was just like, I don't know how this became it, but then it really becomes this thing. And so essential services like coffee, they're like, you know, Starbucks, Pete's Coffee for us, they were open. They're open because people still need their coffee. So they're buying their beans and whatever. Because wow. this is like, I'm like, stores. So you have to, I have to tip my hat to not only the healthcare professionals, but people who have to do groceries, you know, who still yeah. have to be open. Whether, they, you know, so they're sticking their neck out to give us these services, right? And, mm. um, Cause, and so this is what I'm talking about. Since we haven't been tested, these people could, you know, I'm put, I have to go to work to take care of my family and I'm putting myself at risk. And so I don't even know, you know, if, if, if I'm well, or should I even be doing this? Right. This is mm -hmm. where I'm like, this is that kind of not so much um, conspiracy theory, but it would be nice for your own personal not health to know you know, what your status is yeah. in fairness to you and your family and those that you're coming in contact with, which comes back to what you were saying. You know, what happens when they say it's okay? Do you want to go to a concert and not know if the people sitting next to you got tested? Mm. Yeah. I don't it's know. Crazy, this is kind of, Imran, this is real weird. I don't know how, I hope we just, I think we've lost, I hope we haven't lost, let's put it this way, I hope we haven't lost that part of humanity where we become fearful to interact with each other, to give each other a hug or shake a hand, right? I think that there will be a contingent of people that will, that will be that way for a really long time. Because, I mean, at what point could a government in whichever country as severely hit hit like yours and ours and Italy mm. even to oh, yeah. at what point wow. um and Spain and at what point could anybody say hey it's all okay and at what point would you then trust it you know what I mean because yeah. it's not something I mean there, there are people who sort of who say that this is something that could 
never be, really go away. And mm. it could be sort of something that could resurface every every year, like the flu. And, you know, instead of getting a flu jab or as well as getting your flu shot every year, you get something to prepare you for this. And obviously, you know, it wouldn't be as severe as this, but this could be something that just is here forever. Yeah, and, that, you, no, no, mm. that's the, you're right. Because they were saying that those people who had been cured of it they were going to try and use their antibodies right. for a vaccine, but they were like, we, we don't even know if that's going to work. So now you're right. Yeah. You could, um, we could have it forever. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I mean, at what point does it go away? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, we're not talking about it in one single town or one city or one country. <laughs> it's no. as yeah. big as it could possibly be it's still getting bigger and you know i don't know there 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 will be i mean there's obviously people in again both our countries who are shrugging their shoulders at the severity of it and continue to defy quarantine regulations and things like that so those people will continue to 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 have that sort of nonchalant attitude towards stuff like this but there's a huge amount of there's a huge contingent of 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 people in person who that fear will probably never actually leave them yeah you know so um yeah i think it's a bigger we have friends who uh um this was a a a real thing we saw this ourselves but they um she uh uh america that live really close to us um, really close friends she had a brexit cupboard like a a cabinet in her kitchen so she would stockpile food Uh, so this goes back or i don't know uh, however long a year or so in fear of when brexit happens because there was always that thing brexit's going to come and then medicine won't come into the country and food will stop coming into the country so she would stockpile She's we a used prepper. to laugh at her. You're She's right. a prepper, but yeah. her Brexit cupboard, Brexit cabinet became her quarantine cabinet. See, so she was exactly. <laughs> so, so she was prepared. Yeah, you want the tele now, don't you? Yeah, I got a yes, breakfast yeah. bar. You want one of those? You know, so yeah. We laughed oh. at her for months, but look at us now. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'll give you a pack of oatmeal. And <laughs> sticks of licorice for you know. I have so, nothing you know. to trade. I'll sing you a song. Will that work? No. Okay. No. Oh, I've got some hand sanitizer. How about that? Okay. See. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, and 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 that that's what we were talking about too, right? You had raised that um, where countries did they prepare or not right and we're like ah, i'm not gonna prepare nah and then now you're like oh i wish we'd have had like yeah. you know had some stuff right ventilators huh that would be helpful yeah. so yeah. um i i hope our healthcare system here we figure something out because uh we tie our healthcare to our employment so when you lose your job you can lose your your health care Right. which you may need now, right? What if you can't afford the test if they don't give it out for free? So I'm just like, oh, we have not prepared for any of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's where I'm like, we could, we run the chance of doing this very badly if we don't yeah. get ahead of this. Um, 
you know, I, I, you let me talk on and on. What is your thought about the conspiracy angle of, of this? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't normally, the thing about conspiracy theories is sometimes various things will, will someone will say, Oh, have you heard this theory about such and such world event? But I, yeah. I really do my best to detach myself from them because it's an unanswerable question. Right. It's not something you're ever going to find out. And then you, if you research it and then you jump into the belief system and you're, you're all in and then you believe it to be the case, you can't prove it. You can't do anything with it. Do you know what I mean? And I just yeah. think it's sometimes, but maybe it's me clinging to ignorance, you know, as opposed well, to bliss, questioning you know. certain things. Well, it <laughs> kind of is in a way, because what can you, you can't do anything with information you don't have. So, the, I mean, the, as as relates to this situation the theory is that this is this is one theory i who is it a family member i think told um put it in a group family text uh, the whatsapp mm-hmm. and i just thought i thought no i you know i'm not even gonna entertain this but the their suggestion was that donald trump wanted to bring china down because of their global dominance so had this created but in Trump-esque fashion, lost control of it. <laughs> he, he hadn't figured that people, he thought he could affect China, China would be infected and, and no one br- else. be brought to their knees, but never considered that people in China get on planes <laughs> oh. and go abroad. So I can either say that makes sense uh-huh. and I'm going to adopt this this thought process or I'm going to say, I'm not going to go with it. I, you know, I yeah. just sort of... I'm going no. to detach myself from it. And I say that as with all due respect to yourself, of course, I say this oh, as no. no fan of Donald Trump at all. That's <laughs> not in defense of him. No, no I just, know. I know. I'm um, not trying to. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of an unhealthy, um, um, you know, a thought process to allow yourself to have, I find for me. So, cause you just can't do anything with it. Right. You, you know, it's, and it's just difficult to, my brother used to be really into conspiracy theories and and if he heard something and if it kind of resonated like that makes sense to him that was the truth that was gospel and he would you know just tell everyone this is it this is it and it's like i don't think you should spread stuff like this <laughs> well yeah that's well yes yeah and then it can um yeah i know i pissed my mom off because i don't watch as much news <laughs> as as she would like for me to i i haven't been doing it a lot and that was before any of this i'm just not a person that's really clicked into watching news daily it just right you can't take it um because i tell her like if there's something really really important some, it will cross my path someone will talk about it <laughs> and then i will know and then i'll go look and i'll be like oh okay that's the thing and, yeah. and and usually it's my mom that's telling me, hey, you need to pay attention. She says, oh, I didn't have to watch it because you guys, it came or something, somebody at work. Or, that's really, so then I'm like, I don't have to watch this stuff because, um, because here, because news has now become something that has to always have to have content, you get like pummeled right. with it. So I'm like, I yeah. can't deal with that. That's way too much. Um and so that's the other reason why I try to avoid. So I'll hear like, oh, yeah, 5G, blah, blah, blah. And, I'm like, uh-huh. and then I keep going because I can't. Right. I'm, I'm the same with the 5G thing over here. Yeah. A lot of people here are really embracing it and China are going to do this and blah, et cetera. And I've, I've not adopted that as something that I uh, I can't. 
I can't right yes, now. Yes, that's that's where I'm at as well. Right, and to your point, we can't prove it because there's no. It sounds like there's no yes. testing, so I can't say I can't, you know, say one way or I can't form an opinion on it. So I'm like, ah, can we just, you know, I'll go back and do my rebellion. That's my thing. That's my. <laughs> spend some time on making a mix or something and something i do have something to do in my life that i can have some some place in this conversation was great because then it's at least an avenue for you know just having dialogue because you know this is not typically what we talk about but it is affecting us and and we figured out a way to include music into it too i knew we would so yeah (laughs) And we also uh, found a way to include Prince into the conversation, regardless of how brief it was. But we because, did talk Prince. <laughs> because that's what we do. You know? Yeah. We gave Dido a break this time, so she'll be happy. So, you know. <laughs> we didn't piss off the cassette lovers of, among us. So we're, know. we're doing quite well, you know. We're doing okay, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Well, you, I love how you went through the whole checklist of everything we talk about. That's good. Yeah, it just balances it out. You know, it keeps us, you know, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's. We're good. We're good. You now have the unenviable task of picking a closing song. How are you going to summarize this situation in a song? Oh, um, actually, I do. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm no, no, yeah. no, no. Well, I do have a song, but. Uh, um my selection is um from Sarah the instrumentalist uh Echinacea and uh I hope uh we all come out of this healthier and at at some point uh get back to uh togetherness together <laughs>
Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the episode today. If you've made it this far, then thank you very, very much. I really hope you enjoyed it. It was a really cool conversation. Uh, you know, uh, with, it's always awesome to hook up with Rhonda. There was uh, uh, something that's just so apt um, that uh, for this conversation, for this episode, uh, that we didn't get to discuss. Because so this is a last minute addendum that we're putting just before the podcast goes live, and it's the uh, well, it's the very fact it highlights everything we've just talked about. We've just been talking about how the music industry has had to uh, fight and adapt uh, in light of of recent events and. Um, in, in what's happening in the world and there's a there's an event happening on saturday the 25th of april that is you know it is just it's representative of everything we talked about and these uh incredible uh, strides that people are taking to kind of uh to keep music out there uh, as a prominent uh fixture and also as a way to use it for uh support in terms of the um uh the nhs uh, who in the uk have just you know been under an incredible amount of pressure and just done so 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 well uh and it's it's always been a service i think people we've taken for granted and uh to to, to be able to highlight it uh, in this context is just really really exciting but what i'm talking about is on the 25th of april there is a uh, live fundraiser uh the gig is called virtual insanity and it's headed up by uh, uh dj pete brady who is uh from belfast and has done uh this is, this is an incredible thing. Hooking up with an incredible lineup of uh, artists that we're such fans of, including Emrys Baird of the Soul Immigrants, who we love, uh, The Allergies, Nick Corbin, Noel McCoy, uh, and our very own Nigel Gentry, who's a part of this as well, uh, which is so cool from Blue and Green Radio. Uh, shout out to Nigel. And um, there is a, there's a live stream from noon till midnight, Saturday the 25th of April. And uh, we urge you guys to check it out. The Facebook link uh, for uh, the gig is available on the description for this podcast. So please check it out for more details uh, as well. And uh, they're released at times and further info during the week. So we would urge you to check it out. We're going to be making a big noise about it on Blue and Green Radio. And uh, yeah, I very much hope you guys will, will be inspired to check it out and also to donate as well. That would be, um, well, that would mean the world and that's what everything, what it's, what it's about. So uh, shout out to all involved on this really, really incredible gig. I'm going to be super excited to be, to be, uh, to have my eyes and ears tuned into it as well. So uh, thanks to all involved. Really excited about it. Congratulations to them. And I uh, hope you guys will check it out. We're back on Blue and Green podcast on the first, second and third Mondays, uh, as always, of each month. And you can check us out at Blue and Green Radio one more time, www.blueandgreenradio.com. Thanks, gang. Till then, bye-bye.